I think it's interesting too, as any marketing department, you kind of have like the tools like baseline, right? You got your marketing automation, you got your CRM. Once those are done, like the rest of it kind of can be like very magical. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Today, you'll hear an episode from our Takeover Tuesday series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme that's relevant to our community. And like Sanger always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangam here for another fun, fun Tuesday takeover episode series for Flip Buffalo Podcast. And, and this time it's going to be my good friend, Justin Keller. If you haven't listened to our conversation from last week, go check it out. It talks about how Sixter went from no ABM to award-winning ABM. Really, really cool examples. But he wanted to do a full series on ABM for humans, which, which turned out to be a really fantastic characters in this whole story as, as he interviews. So first of all, Justin... Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Sangram. All right, bud. So tell me more about like, who are you going to interview and, and why? So today we're going to talk to Shruti Kumar, who's the global marketing manager for Sendoso. That's a sending platform. Their whole thing is kind of taking marketing into the physical world and, and delivering personalized gifts that either vibe with your campaign or the person you're sending them to or both. And we talked about you know, digital burnout and why digital marketing alone doesn't work like it used to. It's because I think we've all become so good at digital marketing that we make ourselves tune out to ourselves, right? We, we can't get our message penetrating anymore. And uh, Swifty's got some really good insights on, on ways we can, we can cut through the noise. Fantastic, man. Can't wait to hear it. Let's go. Hello, everybody. I am so happy to be sitting down with Swifty Kumar, Global Marketing Manager over at Sendoso, my friend and a vendor I really like to use a lot. Thanks for joining us, Shruti. Awesome. Thanks for that awesome intro. Thanks for having me today. My pleasure. So I want to talk to you a little bit. So why don't you tell us what Sendoso do? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Sendoso, we are the world's first sending platform. We're a fully integrated solution, and we solve that sourcing, physical warehouse storage, inventory tracking, and ROI attribution problems. So your business can send anything to your prospects and customers. Awesome. So basically not digital. There's a digital component to it, but really the point of interaction that happens, you know, in the, in the physical world, which I think is great and something that is super, super useful for today's B2B marketer, especially in an ABM context, because I'm pretty burnt out on digital everything. I meditate like three times a week just because there is so much constantly going on around me because of emails, because of ads, because, you know, we're, we're pelted with 600,000 brand impressions every month. And it can kind of be distracting and disorienting. And I think that that has had some downstream effects on marketers where, you know, traditional marketing isn't working as well as it used to. I think we've all kind of waited trap for ourselves. We've gotten so good at digital marketing that we've kind of, our audiences have become a little bit desensitized to it. We need to find new and different ways to engage people. And maybe it's different digital tactics, maybe it's physical tactics, but like, what do you think about this? What's your, what's your whole take on like, you know, how digital, like the, the era of digital marketing that we're currently living in? So it's so funny that you said that meditating thing, because that's like a goal that I've been having for myself <laughs> lately. I'm like, I should start my day with meditation, but here is the catch in all of it. I use my phone to do it. I like I look at YouTube videos of like kind of guided meditations for like five minutes to start your day. 
And then of course I look at my phone and then I see all those emails and notifications and everything you were just talking about. So we do live in this world where we have so much digital clutter. And so I'm really proud and excited as a marketer and as a human being to be able to like work at a company that's trying to really solve this. You know, we're all focused, like Sindoso, we're focusing on the fact that we're all human and we live amongst humans. And we've kind of lost that ability to connect at a physical level. And so we're trying to bring back those connections, like coming into your office and seeing a package on your desk. And instead of forgetting about the cold email that you got, instead you get to make a real connection with the thing sitting on your desk and that brand sitting on your desk. Exactly. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for really like, you know, expanding your marketing scope outside of the traditional things. And I think that gifting is one of those, I think real life events work really well. Um, And I think it's just because like there's that human interaction there, like actually getting to connect with a human, look in their eyeballs is something that is kind of like a little bit more of a rare commodity these days. And I think that's one of those things where you're seeing a lot of marketers spend more and more money on events and field events, especially because you get to do that personal interaction that you wouldn't like the, the connection you develop is otherwise kind of unattainable through, through digital means. And, and I love to see that. I also think it's a big shift reason why like, you know, B2B world is shifting to account-based marketing because you get to focus your message so much and you get to personalize so much more that it helps marketers cut through that noise. And I think that that's caused, I think, a really, really powerful shift in, in marketing and B2B marketing where marketers are more than ever responsible for revenue. And, you know, historically, it's like, you know, I, I meet some marketers sometimes, I don't know if I'm jealous or the opposite of jealous, where they, they don't really have any KPIs. They're like, yeah, I just market for my company. You know, a lot of marketers are measured on kind of lead generation, right? But I am seeing more and more marketers, myself included, that are directly responsible for revenue. That's, That's kind of like rippled through day to day as marketers. I mean, A, are you responsible for revenue? And how do you think that changes like the way marketers work? Okay, so it's actually interesting. So I came on to Sendoso a little bit over a year ago. I was the first marketing hire, sixth hire overall. So we're like a relatively new organization. Not to say that we've not mastered what we're doing here, but as a marketing team, what my objectives were when I got here was to create content and create brand awareness and just to kind of stand outside of the, like stand apart from our competitors. And so that was kind of, year one and our goal. And so we are moving into that more revenue KPI driven organization. I mean, department within the larger organization now. And it's actually shifted our goals completely because instead of like trying to tackle every project is that's thrown our way, we now are like very, very thoughtful about what we're doing and where does it fit in the funnel? Is it going to like help us increase pipe? And, you know, is it going to help us like give more leads and hand off good leads to sales. And so those are our motivations now. And so I'm like currently in that shift right now, but it is interesting to be able to have these like tools and that empower us in order to like give those personalized messages out because it does increase like the quality of leads going through our pipe, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely agree. And I think that as you, you're going through that, that shift, Ruthie, like I, I will predict with utmost confidence that it's going to make you a better marketer. I think that the closer a marketer is aligned to revenue, the better decisions they make, the more thoughtful they are, just as you said they are about their marketing. And the, and the easier it is really to say no, too. That's a tough thing to do for yeah. marketers to say no and to things, right? The biggest thing for us is like the shift even internally. And I think most marketing teams go through this, like not just to be seen as like an arts and crafts center, but as a revenue center. Like we're part of it. Like we're 
adding to the pipe. We are adding to all the close one deals. Like we're adding to those numbers too. And it's not just like a fun, we are a fun department. I mean, I think everyone should <laughs> think about marketing, <laughs> but we are strategic. We are like, we do have the same goals that a sales team has. Like we're part of that revenue team. Reach. That is exactly right. <laughs> I think that one of those things though, like, you know, one thing I found Sixter and through past 18 months of our ABM program is it's become very predictable in terms of revenue. We know that we can generate opportunities at X number of accounts and that X percent of those will turn into into new customers for us. For me, that's really, really shaken up the way I look at my budget. Like how do I kind of, you know, budget for, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's really turned a lot of things upside down for me and made me redo and rethink how I, I go to budget. How do you think in a world where we are measured on revenue, not lead generation or whatever, how, how do you think that or how do your customers think about their budget? Because I think it's got to change. Oh my God, it's so powerful. I think it's interesting too, like, you know, as a, as any marketing department, you kind of have like the tools like baseline, right? You got your marketing automation, you got your CRM. Once those are done, like the rest of it kind of can be like very magical if you're putting everything together. Like if you're looking at everything that is in the tech, MarTech field and space now, you can create something like really personalized to your own department. And I think when you think about yourself as a revenue center, you can make the case more for any tool that you want to have. And so I think for us, like, you know, we're a sending platform, we're sending gifts and sweets and treats. And for a lot of people, they're like, well, I could do that myself. Once you do it yourself, it takes so much time because if you're wanting to actually get results from it, it is going to take up time, just like anything does in, in any part of your life. And so I think when you do think about yourself as a revenue center, you know how valuable your time is. You can put a measure on that and be like, look, if I'm spending 30 hours a week sending out packages, I'm going to look to someone else to do that for me and to help me with creative ideas and make sure I'm getting swift follow-up and helping me alerting the sales team. And that way, like you complete that feedback loop with your sales team too. First of all, you're saving time. Second of all, it makes you look really good with your whole team and go-to-market team. But I mean, I think it just gives you a better case. I think you said something in there that is like dead on. That once you kind of have your baseline built, once you kind of have your basic tools in place, yeah. you can spend the rest of your time creating something magical. And I think that is like one thing I want people to take home with them is that like you're not trying to create campaigns that are super loud, just bringing in all the leads. That doesn't matter anymore. You're trying to create something super magical for a very specific set of people or maybe just one person. Yeah, and that is like, I think the most beautiful expression of marketing, B2B marketing, there is, if I can say such a thing. <laughs> I know, we're such, we're such marketing nerds. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think like, we, we've been talking about these tools now that we give personalized experiences to our prospects and customers. It's more than just personalized. It's like, so custom. It's so to you. So like, okay, I'm a marketer. Someone can come on my LinkedIn and they're like, okay, this girl's in marketing. We can maybe... Let's say, let's say they're researching, researching me to prospect to me and they're going to send me a gift because they're going to leverage a tool like Sendoso. So why wouldn't you? You're an SDR. You're trying to sell to me, get a meeting. And you go on my LinkedIn, you see I'm a marketer. You could totally use that. You could send me a mug that says like marketing gal rocks or whatever it is. But if you like dive in a little deeper, you get on my Twitter, you see that I'm like a big fan of Mindy Kaling. That's something you can do. I feel like if something landed on my desk, that's like, you know, Mindy Kaling's book which I already have, but, or like a mug with Mindy Kaling's face on it. That's like something so custom to me. You have like a good note with it and is like, you know, I, I know Mindy Kaling writes all her own shows and, you know, you should write your own path and write your own beautiful tech stack to put together. You should add us to it. Oh, that's a terrible note, but 
you know, something along those lines. And you get the opportunity to stand out and break through that noise. And like, we like, you know, going back, like there's so much digital clutter. There's so much noise. That's why things like events and direct mail and anything else that like gives you that physical aspect of connecting with someone, like you should leverage it every chance you can. Totally agree. That's yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's at the heart of it. Like, you know, engaging humans, not accounts. Yeah. So let's move on. We're getting close here. Let's, let's have a couple fun questions. Okay. What is, man, maybe you just said what it was. What's the best send you've ever seen? Like, what's the best kind of like door opener you've seen? Oh, the best thing that I've ever seen. I think we have two. One of the ones that I love, like from one of our first, actually, these, these are both sends from our first two SDRs who are no longer SDRs. Uh, they've moved into other roles in the organization, but they really knew how to leverage our platform. But the first one was one of our SDRs at the time, Skylar. He sent Megan Eisenberg from MongoDB a mug because he knew that she was um, really into the organization Girls Who Code. And so he sent her a mug that said Girl Gang. And like, just kind of like empowering that message around like the Girls Who Code organization. And she took the meeting. And so I think that was like really cool. Like she's a very busy person. <laughs> and he like kind of struck something with her. The second one would be from one of our SDRs at the time too, Karina. She sent a can of whip bass with a, <laughs> a little bottle of Fireball and just said like, hope this helps you like, you know, whoop some ass. But it was just <laughs> simply like, great. I think those are both such creative ways to like get your foot in the door. I've like heard so many stories from different customers too. Like one of the SDRs that Rollwork sent a different, like a little SE pack of nail polish to like a VP of marketing in Chicago and just saying like springtime's coming, like get, like, you know, it's time to like have that springtime vibes. Like here's some nail polish for you. And like, it may just be like girly and like the person itself could have gotten it from CVS, but it was just, you know, a sweet little note, thoughtful note. And then I think she got that meaning too. It doesn't take a lot, right? We, we, it, it, take a lot. it just has to be thoughtful. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You've got to have thought behind it. So what would you say is like a, a, the number one tip for making, if someone is going to endeavor to kind of do, and it has, it can be small scale, it can be massive scale, but what's like a tip that would make direct mail work or gifting work? Oh my God. My biggest thing is always like, you have to understand your customer journey and your buyer's journey. Like you can't just send something and be like, why didn't it work? Like, who are you sending it to? Why in that moment? Like, look at your, like, sit down with your sales team, sit down with anyone else who's part of that revenue team with you and be like, okay, let us understand where are people getting stuck? Where are these moments that we can pivot someone? That is when you send something because that's when you can get their attention. And then it's not necessarily when something's going to go, it's like a downfall. It's just like that moment that you can make the impression. Like, are they about to sign the contract? Send them like champagne glasses with your logos on them engraved together. So like, let's say Sendoso and Sigster, right? Like, where like you guys are closing us, then you send me champagne, Sigster plus Sendoso, and then be like, send you the champagne once the contract signed. <laughs> like, that. You know, pop yeah. that once the contract signed, because we're going to celebrate. That's Those are the moments that you can send something. So just understand your buyer. I love that. All right, Shruti, one piece of tweetable marketing wisdom. Oh my God. Okay. I think like my biggest piece of advice for anyone starting marketing is Never write anything twice. You won't always want to leverage what is already around you. Like you're just going to waste so much time if you're trying to recreate anything. There's so many things out there that your department or your team members are probably already put together. So just use that, yep. leverage it. 
I missed it. When I was the first marketing hire, I was like, oh no, where is everything? Oh, we're talking about every part of the Buffalo here. Oh yes, that's huge. <laughs> that's a better way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Shruti Kumar, thanks so much for hanging out with me for a little bit. You're awesome and see you soon. Awesome, thanks, Justin. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.